Gerald came and buckled at the knees. Oh, Gerald. Oh, Gerald. Oh, Gerald. <laughs> when I get a buzz, I screw. The screw sounds like this. Touch the metal screw on this page. Well done. Scares me when she's driving And that always causes a fight I like to fuck in the morning And I like to fuck at night Sometimes it drives me crazy Hi, I'm Ralphie May. I'm Lana Turner. And this is the Perfect 10 Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So at the top of the episode... What was that? It was um, a leapfrog tag, a toy I bought today at Toys R Us for April, in which you can... It's like a giant pen, and you put it on on a word, and it, it will say the word, so it helps learn it helps a child learn to read it's really really cool but we used it for our own creative de- like horrible demise what is, is that is that even the right way to say it we used it for horrible purposes horrible purposes we yes we uh we're evil evil people it's always fun to make your kids toys say horrible things I always agree with that. You know, <laughs> but you I was make over a Teddy there. Ruxman say fuck you. Right. That's fun. It's always fun. The speak and spell. You can fuck you, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I went over there today to meet with John Heffron and help him pick out some toys. He uh, had a couple kids Is that he, he wanted. Becoming a prop act? <laughs> no, although I, we could talk to him about that. Yeah, right. But uh, he actually wanted to get some toys. It was really fun. For and what? He doesn't have kids, does he? Does he have kids? No, but he knows some. He knows kids. Not in a, <laughs> and <laughs> That's he, a weird thing. Yeah, I'm not going to buy Well, toys. that was I the thing. Some. That's why he, I think he wanted to does meet me. Does he have me. a deep freeze full of popsicles down in the basement? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> he, just, he said that he wanted me to meet him there because I might have some good advice on what to buy for a kid. Mm-hmm. And he also said he felt a little creepy as a man without children going into a toy store to buy a kid a toy. Like, just felt a little weird. Yeah, So right? I met him down there and we recorded it. It was hilarious. Give oh, us a listen. that's awesome. Yay, this is so cool. I walked into the toy store and I got so excited. I'm here with John Heffron and this is like something you wanted to do today? You wanted to come toy shopping? Well, I haven't been in a while, but one, I can't believe how worried I am about getting busted. I know. Being in Toys R Us talking on a a podcast. Like, what's the worst they're going to do is go, you guys can't be doing this? But for for some reason, there's a... Um, to show you this is how I run my life, 
I'm completely stressed right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, well I, th- I, I think this is I think this is our plan. If somebody comes up to us, we we simply say, we're recording. It's our child's first birthday, and we wanted to let young uh, Jacoby mm-hmm. know <laughs> how we came up with the toys. Good. I think that's a great that's alibi. That's our plan. Yes. I, I like that. <laughs> I'm still nervous. So every once in a while okay. when we're talking, if we see somebody who works here, we'll just bust into J- Jacoby talk. Okay. I don't mean, do you even like the name Jacoby? I love the name Jacoby. I, I, I don't know I where that came from. I, I don't know if I've ever met one. Uh, is that even biblical, Jacoby? It's kind of like Kobe, but like J- is okay. Jacoby. So, right. so um, you know what we need? Because we're, we're walking with... Uh, Microphones that are uh-huh. furry, we need a stuffed animal. To, so look like we're would... talking into a stuffed animal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. You want to relive your childhood. I also have to get a gift. It's my uh, brother-in-law's uh, brother-in-law, my brother's kid's birthday. Okay. In in some way, like, do you, do you need some help picking out a toy? Yeah, I mean, well, I've got a boy and a girl. Yeah, so. you have kids. And also, uh, when you don't have kids, uh, not that anybody knows. Nobody knows I don't have kids. When you walk into Toys R Us, it's a little, it's a little creepy. Right. I, I like a dude just walking to a toy of, store. Like, this is a rant. I think parents can smell that I don't have kids. <laughs> You're just like, why is that guy walking through the toy store all by yeah, himself? I should just come on with touching a, himself. Yeah, and, with a T-shirt yeah. that says "Stranger Danger." <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Chester the molester name tag. Yeah, so it's it's good. Well, you don't look that way at all. We'll pick out some great toys. And I also want to look be at this. the annoying guy who doesn't have kids that buy stuff that makes the most amount of noise. Right. So. Right, because you as a parent, wouldn't that just really, like, really, John? Yeah, my sister did that to me. You you got the lawnmower that makes that clickety sound? Or the bounce that is, like, every time they jump on it, it, oh. The Hulk glove? Oh, that's so cool. Does it make noise? I want stuff that makes noise, though. These are giant fists, like the Incredible Hulk. Here you go. I think these make noise. They're, like, um. This is, these are lawnmowers, the lawnmowers. and are, they're not Latina, are they, or Latino. Oh, yes, no, that yeah, would be no, the best no. gift what, what to get an electric is, lawnmower uh, and air blower. Oh, a little white kid can get the air blower. And then get the Mexican kid and get and them to mow the, the lawn. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, or let's go to the air blower. Does the air blower make noise? Because... Which, by the way, if you have an air blower, for some reason, the only work at 7 a.m. in the morning. I've never heard an air blower going on at Kids at wake 3 up early, so then they, that could be their first morning activity. <laughs> Get right. the, the Mexican so, neighbor to... let's go down this aisle for Jacoby. So, John, what are some of your favorite toys from when you were a boy? You know what? I was a big action figure guy, so what I would do is there used to be, like, these Superman or, or like, Batman guys that were maybe about six inches. And I would just create crazy scenarios, like the whole house, and I make forts, and then I, I would hang ropes from the ceiling, and, and then I make a Lego like fort, and then I would find ways for Spider-Man to slide into the Lego fort and totally destroy it. And then I got my mom's Tupperware stuff, and I would put action figures, as they're called, not dolls. I would put them in water, and then I'd freeze them, and then pretend like the bad guy. You know what would freeze him, and then I had my favorite Spider-Man. I dropped him, but because he was in ice, the whole he cracked. Oh no! Yeah, I was pretty bummed. Oh. And, then, and then I just went and got got a new one. But <clears throat> yeah, I used to be a huge Toys R Us guy because here's what happened: my mom back in the day, 
used to date uh, men of uh, uh, Italian descent that have uh, Italian-y stereotypey jobs, i.e. mafia guys, and we would go horse uh, horse betting. We'd go to this horse track, and the guys used to give me like a hundred bucks, and I and I'm like eleven, so they give me a hundred bucks and go go bet on whatever horse you want. But I guess it was okay for kids to bet back then. So I'd go, I bet a dollar on horse seven, and then I put 99 bucks in my pocket, and then I would do that a couple times, and at the end, when me and my mom were driving home, my mom would look at me and go, how much money do you still have in your pocket? Because she knew I would just come back and go, I lost it. I lost it all, was my thing. And then we'd stop at Toys R Us. Wow, you were a con man. And then I would give my mom (laughs) half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. Are you Italian? It's good, half. Half Italian. The half of me that has no problem stealing money from gangsters. <laughs> wow, so you grew up with a bunch of, uh, of gangsters around you, huh? On the weekend, but, but I also, I lived with my dad and my stepmom, so, and my dad was a truck driver, so I had like this very blue collar um, existence Monday through Friday, and then I'd go to my mom's and then have this kind of Bronx tale type, you know, feeling. And then w- one time I was talking to a shrink and he goes, uh, is it kind of funny how your life is completely set up the same exact way? You're home Monday through, you know, Wednesday. And then on the weekends, you go off and do your little comedy. And then you do your little performing. And then you come back. I'm like, oh, that is kind of weird. Interesting. Kind of interesting. And it's interesting that you didn't take to betting and all that type of stuff. You just saw that from an early age as not being something of interest to yourself, huh? Yeah, I didn't get it. Like, it was weird. Like, at a young age, I was like, why are these guys wasting this money when there's toys to be bought? <laughs> so I've always been, been kind of the same way, even going to, like, strip clubs. as You know, I would go as a young guy and stuff, but I just never saw. So I'm going to give this girl 20 bucks for a half of a White Snake song when there's got to be some video game that I would like to buy. You'd be like, here's a dollar. I'm putting the other 99 in my pocket. There <laughs> yeah, you go, lady. Exactly. <laughs> That's so amazing. So, when did you That's stop full playing with the do- with the the dolls? It's been a while. I think now at my age, it'd be creepy. <laughs> you still play, especially with them? if you don't have kids, which is the thing. I, I don't have kids. I have a stepdaughter, but I don't have kids. So it's you kind of reach that age where, like when we walked into Toys R Us here, there's all these cool toys that I didn't even know existed because I have no reason to be in here. Right. I think well, I'll just be that creepy uncle who's. 65 in a Speedo on some old guy cruise that just buys stuff for other people's kids, which which is, uh, you know, gets a little creepy, I think. Not at all. I think that's sweet. But it, do you mind me asking, like, do you guys want to have children or it's not something you want to do um, or it can't do? I don't I don't want to overstep it. Oh, no. Um, if, if I remember biology correctly, uh, apparently you have to be in the same room with the person that you're trying to impregnate. Um, and I'm never in the same room. I travel so much. I'm literally on the road, you know, 45 weeks a year, and we don't ever travel together. So that gives me, what, three Mondays? So then a month? Right, and she has to be ovulating on that that, Monday. On that Monday, she's got to be ovulating from 1 p.m. when I get home to, you know, 10. So statistically, it's kind of tough. Unless we go and turkey baste her, but then maybe that's how I get on TV because then she'll have 14 kids, right? (laughs) Maybe. Do you guys want to have a child? Is this something you guys have talked about? I always did, but I'm getting at that weird age where at, you know, 42, I'm like, okay, even if I had a kid yesterday, by the time that kid moves out of my house, I'm going to be 66 years old. And then two weeks later, I have to move back in with him. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So like now it's kind of that thing where do you go? I mean, I'm a guy. I could have kids up until what? I'm done. Eighty. Yeah, you know I mean, but it, it does, but, it does but, decline, I guess, for guys too. But yeah, you but still have, head, you have still like, swimmers, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll be the kid will graduate from high school. I'll be late fifties. You want to be that old? Um, yeah. or I it don't doesn't know. matter. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. You know what I mean? You're you can't, you keep saying that you're old and that you're forty two. I I wouldn't know that if you hadn't said it. I mean, like Maybe one thing about comedy, it, especially is that, second show. Friday, maybe right. I should just shut up about my age because nobody would know unless nobody it, knows for some reason. Like yeah. you're, you're, um, like that's not even that old in the in like now that I guess not compared to you know me, eighty five year old, right? Yeah, you're a whippersnapper. Yeah, I'm, I'm half. <laughs> but I mean, you still have plenty of time. Like if it's something you were to want to do, you could, and then you would get to, you could shop here innocently all the time. Yeah, or you could adopt a nine year old and just catch up mathematically, like Jacoby. We can yeah. our adopted. African Jacob. baby. Let's go back to the gun aisle and we can talk about mafia. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you know that you were being like, that your mom was with these mafia? Like it was multiple mafia guys or one guy or what was? No, what was but I didn't go through the mafia guy ranks, but she had, there was a restaurant in Detroit where I grew up where, where everybody hung out. And I, you know, at the time when you were a kid, you didn't realize, you know, you had no reference point because I had two completely different lives. Like I said, my dad worked at uh, UPS and was a truck driver, and I grew up in a really small horse town. Um, but then on the weekends, I would, like I said, I would, I would go to my mom's. So you didn't know that they were mafia type guys until you got a little bit older. And what's funny is one of the guys, he's in this book like Detroit Mafia, um, and it was, it was funny when I was paging through it. I was but like, he's in a book. He's written about? A lot of these about? guys, no, they, they had a book that came out with all like the really big Detroit Mafia guys in the, you know, 70s and 80s. Um, and there was this one guy, I would just watch him talk. And when he talked, I know you're listening on the podcast, he would take his, his finger and he would point down. So he would take his hand, his wrist would be straight out and he'd kind of point to make a point. And he had like uh, rings on and a nice watch and maybe even in a bracelet. And I was like, that guy talks so cool that when he points like that, people listen. So forever when I was on stage as a comic, even, even up until recently, anytime I wanted to be aggressive or I felt the crowd needed to listen to me, I would do this point thing. But when you see it on video, it comes across as very Hitler-esque. Not point up, but point down. <laughs> right. But, but there's nothing fun and lighthearted about about, down. about, about that point. Right. You know, it's, it's suddenly like, but I was only doing it for confidence because that's how I saw that guy. So it was weird how that little mannerism crept in into now. And, and now if they're, you know, sometimes in when I need to get puffy chesty, I'll start doing that. But I'm just copying off that guy. I'm not, you know what I mean? Right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And one time at, as a kid, so I guess I was in the mafia for about three seconds um, they're like, hey, will you take us take something out of the trunk? And it was all these electric screwdrivers, like Craftsman electric screwdrivers, but it was like 30 boxes of them. So they stole them out of some truck or whatever mafia guys do, and I stacked them in the back of this restaurant. So that, I was like a helper. Yeah, you helped Not them Not that out I'm condoning the... stealing or random killings, but yeah. Who knows? I could have been a whole, I could have been Johnny Nasal Nose. <laughs> 
probably would have been my Johnny <laughs> Nasal. I like that. That, that. You know, that could be our, our son's name now. Let's, oh, let's we switched say, it now. Yeah, Johnny Nasal Nose. <laughs> we're we're, we're here to buy something for little. Yeah, little Nasal Nose. He's so sweet, little Nasal Nose. T Pain has a microphone. Do you, does that ruin your street cred? If you're like a, a, a big rapper and then you have a Mr. Microphone at Toys R Us. And you can sound just like me with the T-Pain effect. Sing like a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom! Why would I not get this? This would be perfect. That's. I think it's you found small. your gift. The kid will never run out of voice talking. Why would I not get him the I am the T-Pain mic? And there's also an additional gift you can add to this. I'm getting the T-Pain. The T-Pain. Let's get that. Microphone. What is this? And here's the T-Pain. Portable one speakers. <laughs> I'm getting the T-Pain mic. T-Pain microphone is in effect. All right, so you found your toy. Yep, this is what I'm getting. Thank All right. you. I think it was a, a successful shopping trip. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for meeting me out here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. This was a great idea. It was good to get to know you a little better. See you at Christmas. <laughs> Ten. I have to say that going to Toys R Us is a joy as an adult with children. It was really fun to be able to pick out toys for the kids. But as a child, that song, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid, haunted me. You know, I never got to go into a Toys R Us. Oh, no. I never, I never, never got to go. I believe it. Well, you were in the middle of nowhere. There were no Toys R Us's anywhere no, near you. Um, mm. I'd already grown up. You never I would have been able to get a, a Toys R Us kid. And you would have never have gotten a T-Pain microphone. How How about that? Ugh. Fucking garbage. Just shite. Pure, unadulterated shite. T-Pain microphone. Well, it was really fun to be able to go there with uh, with John and see everything and talk about his history. But made it even more special was I got to buy him in the parking lot. He's my first you, pie. You gotta say that sounds really bad too. I know. Okay? I mean, well, let's explain. I him in the parking let's lot. Let's explain. Okay, at a toy store. Let's explain okay. a little. <laughs> For those of you listening at home or at work or wherever in your cars, okay, uh, what she's talking about is the tr- great tradition of comedy slapstick uh, pie in the face. Okay, what happened to the pie? What happened to the pie? Nobody gets a pie in the face anymore. All right, and so. What we've decided to do is bring the pie back, okay? We uh, we don't pie everybody. We only pie the ones that we love, okay, and the ones that we think have earned the pie. You have to be a great comedian for us to pie you in the face, okay? And John is our first one, so here you go. Do you have a pie story, like, from your childhood or, re- or a favorite pie that you like? This is just a simple cream pie. My mom was a big lemon meringue pie. You know, and then she made these the little so it was a pie crust, but it wasn't it wasn't big. It was these little cups almost, and then so sometimes when I smell the lemon or whatever, I'll, I'll have it. Like my mom, who passed away on her birthday, I usually have um, uh, Pillsbury uh, the cinnamon rolls, uh, root beer, and then like a lemon pie. I literally get a stomach ache every time it's my mom's birthday. But that was all stuff that she made me junk food wise. Oh. So it's a good little it's a good little thing. 
I'm right. so worried about my nose being busted. I won't you, bust your nose. You have really. <laughs> but how do you know? Have you have you pied someone before? No. Okay, so we so it's it's honest to say you don't know how much control you actually have. Oh oh yeah, that's true. I mean I I but I. I mean, we hope. I mean, so I put that in your mind, but you can't say with a hundred percent certainty you're not going to break my nose. Not with a hundred percent, but I I think I think I'll I'll be gentle. Okay. Are you are you are you game? Because, okay, here's the here's I'm more the nervous thing. about people staring at me doing this <laughs> than you actually breaking my nose. Like, if we were in some place where nobody could see and you did it and I broke my nose, I'd be like, oh, see, I totally got my nose broke. But that's better than some dude punching me in the face. But now that, that there's a, um, <laughs> people actually can see, that's the thing that throws me off. Yeah, because, there are some people kind of watching. Yeah, and, and what they do is they, it, they just stare. It's not even like, I, I would glance. If I saw somebody getting with a pie in the face, I would, like, just walk by, I would I would give a quick look and then I'd realize it, that's between them. <laughs> yeah, that's something. They obviously had something go down. You know, things in life, some things happen and there doesn't always need to be a crowd. That's, right. that's, that's why I'd I walk away quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not my business. I don't know. What, what, that, that, that argument escalated quickly and ended in no pie in the face. And who am I to judge? I don't this know. This is a whole Lovers different domestic quarrel. dispute. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're fighting with somebody and it ends up with a pie in the face, it's, it, how can you be mad at the end of that, right? Yeah, it's true. That's well, true. only those that have been pied can pie. So through doing this, you can one day pie another person on our podcast. So it's kind of like syphilis. Once yes. you get it. If you don't get it clear up, you can give it to somebody else. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I got it. And um, all right. You ready? Well, that's our, our the security just went by. <laughs> so, Grandma, so this pie's for you, and we're going to send it to you now, Nana. Are you ready to be pie, John Heffron? Oh, don't break my nose. I won't uh, break your nose. I am ready to be pied. Okay. Can you not get it all over every place? I don't know can how to be a shooter go? and just. I'll try and aim, aim for Okay, ready? Here we go. I'm really nervous. All right, ready? ready? I'll and go. <laughs> John, don't wipe your face yet. Congratulations, John. You're in the Paul Hall of Fame. But I've just realized <laughs> it's never funny for the one getting the pie. It's just... It's I'm literally drowning. You get me so much that I'm literally drowning today. It's, it's funny. It does work. It does work. And we, we should probably pick that up before security comes back. My eye's stinging. Oh, no. Um, uh, my dogs okay. are really going to be into me. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. You didn't just hit me with it. You hit it, and then I'm like, oh, she's going to back it away. And then you made me just sit there. It's almost like some girl going down on a guy, and he just grabs the back of her head, and he just keeps going. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know how it was going to go. That's okay. Oh, my gosh. Come here. I'll give you a hug. I got to pie you and we're, hug you. We're good. All right. You're officially the first person to get pie, John, and you're awesome. I love you so much. That was good. That was good. I'm hungry now. In, in my eyes. I think the wrinkles. Did the wrinkles under my eyes go away? Maybe we just found a new treatment. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, like, shaving cream. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. I just saw the uh, uh, the video from uh, the website. 
It goes along with the audio. You listeners go and see this shit. It's so fucking funny. If you haven't been to our website, you're missing out. It takes the funny up ten times than within just listening to it. It was the first time though to do it, so we were fully unprepared. Like we went out in the parking lot. And I didn't have a towel. I didn't have wet naps. I didn't have anything to clean them up afterwards. The only thing I had in the car was a clean change of shorts and underpants for August. So <laughs> so after he pied himself, he wiped off his face with August shorts, but there was still like whipped cream on his face. So I was using August undie- underwear. It was clean. It was yeah, which very... one was it? His Angry Birds? or No, it was training pants. <laughs> his training pants? <laughs> yeah. And I'm wiping his chin oh my God. And his They just had just big, massive deuces in no. them. August deuces. No, 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 no. He doesn't. They were clean. I wouldn't have wiped John's face with dirty poop pants. But it was the only, it was the only like towel sort of thing that I had in the car. And, and uh, so, yeah, I had to wipe his face off with so but that funny. was all we had, and it was so impromptu. So it worked out really, really well. Like we had the whipped cream, we had the pie shells, but I had no idea we were going to pie him in the parking lot, which is makes the whole pieing thing even better. So from now on, I think public pieing is even better than private pieing. It's like it public pieing over private pieing. Yeah, definitely. It definitely raises the stakes, and it was so much yeah, fun. Right. And if you um, hear in the background, you can hear our um, producer Danny Lobel, who is a huge part of the podcast, and he he, <laughs> he chooses to stay out of things, he but he doesn't. Me too, because he's so damn funny, and he's such a great part of our podcast. So thank he's you, like Danny. He's like the wind next to me. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that was our first pieing. It's done. I thought it was so funny how you couldn't even talk. You I were could, laughing so hard, I, and I didn't expect to find it nearly as funny as I did. And you know what? It's election time, and we decided to do something special on our podcast, and. um we are bringing two very different perspectives to the forefront. Ralphie, would you like to elaborate? Yes. Uh, we got my good buddy, uh, crazy-ass redneck from Wichita, Kansas, Mark Payne. Uh, he always has a minimum of three guns on him at all time. Uh, he's hilarious, truck-driving, ass-kicking, ranch-owning, uh, big-gun-toting, uh, making up for a medium to small penis. Okay. Uh, uh, he's hilarious. Uh, but we also have the juxtaposition of talking to a, a very funny uh, comedian, black man named Terrell Wright, uh, and he's going to give his perspective on the same subjects and uh, see how far we apart in America, you know, baby? From the Perfect Ten podcast, we have the black and white perspective. Global warming is real? If so, what should we do about it? I, yes, I think global warming is real. And I think what we should do is uh, is keep recycling and uh, keep uh, cleaning the side of the freeways and stuff and just clean up around the world because it don't make no sense for for it to be September and in August and it's still cold as hell. Shit wasn't like that, in, you know, in the 80s. So something going on. You know, I mean, what's the motherfucker name? Al Gore was on to something. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, I was, I've been recycling forever. I've been doing my part forever for global warming. I've been recycling, you know, for since I've been able to take 
bottles to the liquor store and get 10 cents for it. So I've been recycling for a long time. And I think it's time that we respect the earth and stop killing trees and smoking them. Stop smoking trees, too. Everybody want to be getting high and shit, but they don't know they fucking up global warming by smoking these trees and shit. And that's it. And I'm for it. Global warming. Uh, is it real? What should we do about it if it is? Well, I, I'm going to tell you about global warming. Anybody don't think it's real just need to come out here and look at my corn crop. It is dead. <laughs> Everything in Kansas is dead. The only thing that's left alive are rednecks with long sleeves and jeans on. That's it. <laughs> Amen to that, There's brother. There's nothing out here. <laughs> Global warming my ass. All they need to do is get to Kansas and take a look across a crop field somewhere. They'll see global warming. Goddamn right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you think it's real. What should we do about it, Mark? Uh, I, well, I'll tell you what. We get about uh, all these new cars off the roads. Get back to some 1970 vehicles that will heat up the atmosphere, make these clouds put some rain out. Maybe we'll be in a better off shape. That's... We get some people back to work, get some factories working, get some exhaust up there. The skies are too clear, my friend. It's not cloudy. There's no rain. It's uh, it's time to bring some work on, get something done out here. Amen to that, brother. Amen. So we need more CO2 because it's just uh, one letter away from H2O, right? Uh, I'm telling you, it's, uh, anybody don't believe in global warming, I don't know what it is. I, I tell you what, I'm redneck to the bone. We're building a fence out, welding, welding up fence corners the other day, and we burned down half 700 acres of uh, wheat stubble. There's your global warming. Just let a match go. We'll warm up the globe. It's easy. Are you for abortion? If not, why not? Uh, no, I am not for abortion, okay, because it is uh, immoral. And it is uh, not humane, and uh, it is just wrong. It's not what was intended to be. So I am not for abortion, unless it's my baby. Then you can do what you have to do. You better do it. Are you for abortion? Hell yeah, I'm for it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's an easy out, though. It's just swallow. (laughs) It's what? Just swallow. Yes, you just swallow or just spit it out. You know, don't don't go through all the trouble of bringing the politics into it. You got it real quick. God puts us on the planet with two two tools: choice and decision. You could choose while he's up on you, pull it off or spit him off, throw him off of you. Hell, don't let him finish. Pretty easy. I've abortion. That's a horrible word. They, they make them words so bad to scare everybody. Really, all it is is a good hawker. I mean, just spit that son of a bitch out. You won't have to. You won't have to bring them ugly words into the equation. Yeah, right. It's all a matter of yeah. words. That's what it is, huh, baby? It, it's verbiage, baby. It's all verbiage. <laughs> I'm probably. Gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see the angels in hell before that son of a bitch is there right there. I'll guarantee you. I know. Have, have you ever? Have you ever got some broad knocked up and had to go to the clinic? No. Where do you stand on gay marriage and why? Uh, gay marriage, uh, I don't give a damn about gay marriage. As long as they don't try to fuck me. I don't care what they do. Don't bother me. Uh, don't get in my way. Don't hit on me. Uh, and fuck, if they want to get married, go ahead and get married. Shit. I mean, uh, as long as they don't try to try to fuck with me, I'm good. I mean, it ain't none of my business. See, I'm from the state of uh, of do what you do as long as it don't 
affect me. You know what I'm saying? And go ahead and get married. Fuck it. As long as you don't uh, step on my toes, and I, it, it, unless they live next door to me. Now, if I got some, some gay dudes living next door to me and I got to hear them fucking all the time, that might change my view. But I ain't never lived next door to no uh, gay dudes and they ain't never did nothing to me. So just let them be. If they want to get married, then fine. Just if, if you move next door to me and I got to hear you fucking, then the shit going to change. Hey, where do you stand on gay marriage? Well, you know, a lot of people have said it this way. As long as them some bitches are screwing each other, uh, there's more women left over for me. So I don't <laughs> care. Let them do what they want to do. Who do you think gets to blame for the high price of gas, and what should we do about it? The high price in gas, I would have to say them damn the Bush family. Okay? Because they done did something to fuck up something that's going on. Okay, back in the 80s and shit, you know, Bush Sr. and his father fucking around with the uh, Lee Ayatola, Ayatola, whatever his name is, fucking around over there in Iraq and Iran, and they done made some kind of fucked up deal with him, and now we got to pay for it. Because, you know, then they go over there and try to kill Saddam Hussein because he know about the deal. You see what I'm saying? And, and now... Shit, we paying $5 a, a gallon for gas because the damn Bush family that made some kind of inside deal with the, uh, Lee Iacola, Coca-Cola, whatever the na- damn name is. What's his name? Lee Iacola, something like that. Over there making deals with him. They friends. It's some fuck shit in the game. Well, what do you think's to blame for the high price of gas? And what should we do about it? Oh, man, that's a sore subject with me. You know, I live on a ranch out here in Kansas. My property has been leased up six different times, and they lease it up to not drill oil. What's wrong with that? Now we're back to politics. They lease it up to not drill oil. I hope somewhere a politician is listening to this. I'm sitting on 180 acres, one of the largest oil fields southeast Kansas, but they don't want to come get it. They want to buy it from Sheep Abdullah, Kiss My Ass, or A-Rap, the Towelhead, and, you know, I guarantee you, you know, I'm in the jewelry business. I can sell beads to anybody. Hell, I'll stick one to my own forehead if you buy a barrel of oil from me. <laughs> Christ almighty. We got more oil and gas right here in America than we could use. And now, let's not do that. Yeah, Holy right. cow, let, let's buy it from somebody that can build a bigger Las Vegas than us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. What should we do about it? We're, should we just drill here? To, oh, shit, get them guys... You know what they need to do? They just need to get a bunch of rednecks running the country. That's what we need to do. So what is your take on gun control? Uh, my take on gun control is uh, if you're going to shoot a gun, know how to control it. Don't be holding it all sideways and shit. You know, and stop running while you're shooting. Damn, control it. Stand still. You know, take a deep breath and pull the trigger. You know, don't, you know, you got to control your gun. It's a sport. Damn it, it's in the Olympics. You know, that's what I mean. You know, you got to take a deep breath, count to five, and then pull the trigger. Control the gun. Do it the right way. That's how innocent people get shot. Motherfuckers want to run while you're shooting, hold the bit sideways and shit. And, you know, just aim, take a deep breath, and and pull the damn trigger. Hey, uh, gun of the week. Give me your special on gun of the week. What would be your favorite gun? Gun of the week? Yes, sir. Four-inch, 500, Smith & Wesson. Get the job done, baby. You're going to do it big time. Do it big time. (laughs)
<laughs> you know, rednecks are actually the ones that invented drive-by shootings. Everybody thinks it's the brothers and the gangbangers. But the difference in the rednecks and the gangbangers is, is that in a drive-by shooting, you know, we're in a truck, we're driving down the road. We we called it poaching, you know. <laughs> I don't want to rephrase that. That's what law enforcement called it. They called it poaching. Yeah. Uh, but the difference in our our well, we we actually call it retrieving dinner. Now, um, I see verbiage again comes into all of it. But you know, it don't take nothing to go down the street and shoot shoot somebody off the porch with one shot. But at least when we would go down the street and shoot something, we would go out there and grab it and eat it. You know, I ain't seen nobody any drive-by shootings eating what they shoot. Come on, man, bone up. I know. You're going to kill it, eat it. <laughs> you're going to kill what, it, eat it. I think that's, that's a beautiful sentiment. Living in Los Angeles, if you're going to shoot it, you got to eat it. That'd stop that's it. drive-bys. That would stop it. It's there amazing. you go. I love you, brother. I love you too, Ralphie. May you be good. Tell the wife and kids hi and, uh, and uh, take care of yourself. All right, buddy. Bye, pal. All righty. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> I sure as hell did. I thought it was awesome. Oh my god, uh, I I vote more of that. Okay, <laughs> we'll get them back and do some more crazy god stuff with damn them. Right they're we so will. funny. Uh, we got the concerts coming up. Uh, we're, we're going to uh, we're going to be in Kansas City, and then overnight I'm driving to Omaha, Nebraska, so I can do the Todd and Tyler, the TNT Empire Radio Empire. Now I'm going to be with you with all these dates okay. too. By the way, we're going. Then we're going overnight. It's going to be crazy. All right, and then we're going to Des Moines, Iowa, and then uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and then Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we're going to see my buddy Dustin, who's got a new car. And then uh, on Sunday, where are we at? Wichita. Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, where we're going to have Mark Payne in person. Oh, my God. We're going to have Is Mark going to come over to the okay, show? Yeah. Okay, so the Redneck Report, Mark Payne, who you just yeah, heard, is going to we'll be hanging out, out with us in Wichita. With him, and we'll take our kids shooting. We'll, have awesome. to, we'll get some more audio from him then that week. It'll be great. On that note, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been the Perfect Tim Podcast, and uh, we got some kick-ass music coming at you right now. Live from the Mercy Lounge in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, it's Among Savages. With her ghost taunting my memories, they say.
forget the past Well, I would have walked away But it hasn't happened yet And I keep giving her second chances Breaking my heart for the sake of romance You cannot have her Oh, you do not want that What is it about her That keeps me Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers. Hey, Perfect 10 Podcast fans. We're getting down to the wire now. If you want to win that trip to Las Vegas, you better act now because you're almost out of time. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, Ralphie and Lana are flying three lucky couples to the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where they'll see Ralphie perform live, have dinner with him and Lana, and receive an all-inclusive hotel room, spa package, and flights back and forth from anywhere in America. Follow all three accounts on Twitter, Ralphie May, Lana Turner, and the Perfect Ten Podcast, and download and rate our show on iTunes. Whoever has the best comment on iTunes and is following all three accounts on Twitter will win. Comment on iTunes as many times as you want. The more you comment, the better your chances are of winning. For an extra edge, you can join our Facebook fan page as well. Okay, everybody, good luck. We'll see you in Vegas. Fever.